about time for true crime. Hey. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Always. Happy oh my. Tuesday. Hey. Um, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right, but maybe not as good as you, miss. Just got back from where? Alaska. Tell me everything. Oh, it was so good. So I took my first big girl vacation to Alaska. And yeah, that's right. You still got episodes. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and my roommate and I, who is also one of my very best friends from college, we went to Alaska. We saw a bunch of cool things. We're both kind of like, mm, I'd call us like weird animal girls. She has like weird bug girl and shark girl down pat she likes bugs oh yeah but i like her i (laughs) (laughs) oh no i really like her she's so cute she's amazing um i love her hi um well it's good because if i have any here that like get in the house then i can just like call her up and she'll okay perfect yeah yeah yeah. that's part of how it works out so well i don't mind spiders i can like move them outside (gasps) but other what? bugs, no. hell no. What do they need so many legs for? Forget about it. Dude, getting away. Ugh. Or Ooh. getting their prey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like crawling Ooh. across your face. Um, no, I I worked at a camp for a while, and there was one summer that we just like lived with a wolf spider for a while. Uh, the fact that you know kinds of spiders. We named him Bob. He was great. He ate all our mosquitoes. It was mutually beneficial, but that's about all I got on. I'm like, I'm good with them. If I see them outside, if they're in my house, I'm going to take you out, but like, I'm not going to kill you. That being said, if you are in the bathroom, you're getting killed because you can't see that perv. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Why are you peeking? <laughs> yeah, bro. You got eight eyes. Take them elsewhere. Oh, God. I don't think they have eight eyes. I think they have a bunch of eyes, but I don't know. So that's terrifying. Emily, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, um, can you, like, uh, let us know, or... And then I have, like, closeted horse girl energy, and I've also never seen a moose, and I saw a wild moose. That I am so, 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 so jealous of. It was wild, so we went to do Get this, it? like... Yeah. Sorry, you do it to me all the time. I do, I like it. It's about time. Thank <laughs> it. Hey, I like it. You're so... I am wearing off on you. I know. But you're going to say exactly, that. and I'm going to be like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that was really cool. We got to see the Northern Lights when we landed, um, which we had three goals, which was to see a whale, see a moose, and see the Northern Lights. And we saw all three. Neither of us were expecting to see all three. Um, and we saw the Northern Lights, not because we were there, but because we were flying. So it was like cloudy outside and we only got to see them because we were in the air, which is just cool. Oh, so you wouldn't have seen them like from. No. Nope. Yeah. Cause it's, you have to see the sky on like a not cloudy night and right. Alaska is always rainy or snowy. So it's pretty hard to get like a good night in sometimes, but we did it. Dang. The pictures you sent me, I'll be honest looked very similar you know in the fourth move the harry potter movie the fourth yes. one. yes and at the end when like the sky's all gr- not the end the beginning but like after the game yes and the sky's all green and it's a whole yeah i'm getting like childhood flashbacks 
I, I, I seeing that I was like oh my god that's so it was like so that. nostalgic it was cool it was honestly really breathtaking like they tell you Alaska is a frontier but whew, is it we had the hardest time finding a grocery store in the city really yeah it was wild like every time we looked it up there was grocery and convenience and then we'd go in there and it was like hey here's some canned tuna and a bowl of ramen hey need any snowshoes with that oh my god yeah it was wild do you remember that episode of jimmy neutron and the dad's like ooh, caribou (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm thinking i love jimmy neutron's dad like the more i think about it the more i'm like i kind of want to marry that man yeah and remember, have fun with it. <laughs> you got this, Jimbo. Jimbob. <laughs> I love it. I love him. Okay. Wow. So, you guys, I am in a delightful mood partially because of that. Partially because I am still jet lagged as hell. And for me, it's like the middle of the afternoon. And also because today is the last installment of the John Bonet Deep Dive series where we're introducing new information. Next week, Allie and I are going to just do like a wrap up roundtable of it. But we are coming to a close. And I have to say a couple things about the last installment. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, you guys. The first is I'm sorry. The second is still also I'm sorry, but in a different way. Yeah. Because I think it was even notice I think it was even noticeable in our voices how uncomfortable we were with the content like not maybe uncomfortable is not the right word but like just unsettled of how brutal it is because at least for me I had never heard the actual I don't know what was written in the autopsy yeah I never knew the actual lingo in the autopsy and what they actually found on her I always assumed believed that she had been sexually abused um I didn't realize that there was like real concrete evidence in the autopsy that credited that yeah and that just like sent me like i had to sit for a little bit alone i was like oh, afterwards i'm like oh my god that was just it's all so bad and she's so small and it's just so many bad things and that small little ugh. <sighs> it was heavy so we appreciate you guys hanging on with us this this episode's gonna be more fun i promise it's true and put that in your pocket hmm. i Yes, we do apologize. Okay, so let's get into it. So today's is very exciting. And it's going to be the theories and suspects that we have have gone over. This is not an exclusive list. Obviously, the Boulder police say that they've worked through thousands of people. I'm just going to talk about the main players. And we will also see that we pretty much know them all already. There's a few that might surprise you, but ultimately I think, I think we've been talking about the most possible likelihoods for most of this series. So I wanted to start quickly with the most common theories, which there are two. One is the Ramses did it and one is an intruder did it. So, We'll start with the Ramses did it just as an explanation. If you go online, you will see this usually as RDI. Um, Ramses did it. People also shorten like John, Patsy, Burke, JBI, PTI, BDI, 
that kind of thing. Just in case you look it up and you're like, what the fuck are all these acronyms? ATFTC. Literally. Um, the other one, Intruder did it. I am going to start with this one because there are more possibilities here. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's the least likely. Not that it's unlikely, but it's between the two. I think it's Yeah, when you have basically likely. nothing to go on, anything's yep. possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, an intruder did it. There are a couple of different theories within that. So, the first would be a stranger did it, an acquaintance intruder did it, or a friendly intruder did it right right that all makes sense. i mean that's the three levels of connection you can pretty much have that's she's fair. six she's not gonna have an intimate partner so fair so with an intruder did it there are quite a few obvious pieces of evidence that point to this so i wanted to include through all of these basically what evidence points to it um what are potentials that i see for motive grasp that kind of thing and then also anything that might exonerate them, quote unquote, because obviously all suspects are alleged, but sort of relieve them of suspect status. So there are a few that we'll talk about. I want to start with the ones that were eventually sort of cleared of that. And intruder wise. So I liked the idea initially on face value of an intruder did it because there were evidence that pointed to it right there was that open window in the basement there was the case that Smith literally wiggled through the window in the basement himself to prove that it was possible um the only thing that made people skeptical of that would be a cobweb that was up but depending on when they took photos of the basement and when the crime actually occurred spiders actually build webs really fast so It was possible, you know, that someone could have done that. Another thing was that case or the suitcase underneath the window, those footprints from shoes that weren't found in the home, the hairs that weren't found in the home, the fibers from Jean Bonnet's duvet. <laughs> and there was that metal bat outside. I also feel like, you know, I don't know, the pineapple could have been something. It could have not been anything, but because we don't know you know, could link to an intruder. We don't know. We don't know. And that's the whole thing. So that is one. But to me, really, honestly, there's just too much done in the home for me to believe that it would have been a stranger intruder or an acquaintance intruder. No one enters a home with something like that that to me just seems so methodical, like they're trying really hard to... Right make some kind of scene and design it just so it's like if you were going to do that you would bring your supplies right you gather your materials damn it and then you go haven't you heard of science haven't you ever taken chem it's terrible don't do it it's a trap it's the worst but you might learn to bring some shit with you so i don't think this was a stranger I don't. That being said, I don't think it's an acquaintance, but that is more likely than a stranger because of all the parties and festivities going around. Mm -hmm. It's possible that like a third party or someone they don't know very well knew for a fact that they'd be out of the home. Possible. It's possible. To me, it's less likely. Um, We'll go into a little bit of it. There are a couple of people um, that were at the fleet 
and Priscilla White party that had gotten accusations but were essentially cleared of them through DNA evidence. Hmm. I'm not going to get into them a ton because, like I said, I I don't think that's likely what happened here. It's possible because of the time, but that's all circumstantial. True. Every other piece of evidence in this case points to it being someone they know and know intimately. Someone who knew their home at least well enough to navigate it. Right. So then we will move on to some of those people that were exonerated from that. So cleared of that suspicion. I don't know. Popped off the suspect list. Yeah. Okay. We'll call it that. So the first one that I wanted to talk about was Linda Hoffman Pugh. She was the maid of the Ramseys in their Colorado home. There are a lot of accusations here. She did end up taking a loan of like $2,000 from Patsy. Um, She also said that she would pay it back $50 a paycheck until it was all the way paid back. And to my knowledge, that happened. Okay. Um, She was interviewed multiple times. She did say, you know, Patsy did have some intense personality things. For instance, she would brutally, brutally is in quote unquote, because I think that means different things to everybody, but she would quote unquote, brutally punish John Bonet for bedwetting. She would have intense mood swings where one moment she'd be fine and the next she'd be like freaking out telling John Bonet to put a dress on before a friend comes over, which it's just little things. So I'm curious if there might have been like, a mood or a personality disorder there, but that doesn't mean you killed your kid and it doesn't mean that the person saying that is trying to cover it up. She probably just had some issues there, which we all do. Mm-hmm. Then, um, I don't know. It's just weird. There are a few things here that would point to her. She's their maid. She would know their house really well. She would probably know their schedule pretty well. I mean, If I remember anything about any of the organized stay-at-home moms from my neighborhood growing up, it's that everything was on a wall calendar or like a dry erase board on the fridge. You know what I mean? Because otherwise you can't keep that many people's lives straight. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. That would be easy access for the maid to know sort of their whereabouts and the layout of the house. But there's no motive. There's not motive, but it could credit the idea that the letter was, the ransom note was written by a woman. It's true. It's true. There is that as well. And lastly, I mean, people do point to the fact that she asked for money. And I I don't know. I don't love that. Because if you want to make money, wouldn't you want your employers to stay alive? Yeah. I mean, I know they were wealthy, but like... If she was able to take a loan and pay it back, it sounds like they weren't, like, not trying to help her. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it doesn't sound like there was any animosity, even though she did, you know, I don't know if it was on stand to testify. I don't think so. That would mean there would have to be a case for this. But she did swear in that whatever she accused Patsy of was true. Yeah. To, um, to her knowledge, that's what she observed in the house. That's all you can say. Right. Um, if I remember right, this is also the maid that just, like, kind of talked about how distant the Ramses were 
outside and around the house. You know what I mean? Where she was like, I don't know. They weren't touchy feely, like not super lovey, but yeah, not maybe the most affectionate family. Right. But again, I um, might not get all like snuggled up in front of like a, the, yeah, that someone working in your home. There's a level of professionalism, even though it's in your home, you still want to maintain. And yeah, it's somebody else in your house. They aren't experiencing the home, mm-hmm. you know? So, as far as that goes, I think that is one of the weaker suspects. Um, the only thing, though, that does make me kind of raise an eyebrow at Linda is that she did at one point ask if they were worried that some kind of harm was happening to John Bonet, hmm. which is very pointed and kind of weird, but also uh, something was obviously happening with John Bonet. Like, yes. <laughs> you can see it in her face. It's not hard to tell. And the other thing, too, is like, I don't think it was in a malicious, like, what if anything happened to your precious baby? I think it was probably like, do you think she's good? Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, are you worried about that? And also, I mean, I'm not sure what her roles were, but if she was the one doing the laundry and she was the one, maybe she was noticing that John Bonet was wetting the bed more frequently than maybe right. she had. Maybe then Burkhead or then she, that then is normal. Then it's typical. Exactly. It's cause for alarm. You know, maybe she's just privy to those things because it's part of her work day. Right. It's also possible, you know, that she was just a woman looking out for a little girl in a pageant. Like, hey, are you worried that she's going to get hurt there? Because mm-hmm. I I would be. Yeah. Um, As a parent, not as a parent, I'd be like, hey, is this safe? So, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much the tea on Linda. I don't think that she seems super suspicious, in my opinion. No, and I I understand the connection. I understand how close she is, and she would have to be checked out, but agreed. You know, the DNA didn't match. She didn't match a motive. I don't know. There's literally nothing. And except for the one comment, and we don't have enough context for me to actually, like, seriously consider that a piece of a case for or against her. Yeah. So, so this actually does go back to the idea that it would be an acquaintance intruder, which I think is one of the least likely possibilities in this case, which does make sense. He was fully taken off of the suspect list. So what did happen was John Mark Carr was arrested in Thailand for the murder of John Benet Ramsey um, he was flown to L.A. where he was booked and subsequently flown to Boulder. Basically, what happened is he was employed as a teacher and he might have known, like might have known the Ramseys from Georgia. He was living in Grant uh, Park relatively around the time that they were. But according to him, he enters the house at 5 p.m. when the Ramseys left for the Whites. This was his confession. He enters their home. He's never met them before. He may have met them through Georgia, but he was a but school on teacher. But all likelihood. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, Just randomly walks into their house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Enters at 5 p.m. So, yeah, there's not really any other evidence to suggest they knew each other at all. Like, they lived 30 miles away from each other in Georgia until JonBenet was one, and then they left. And you don't just happen to find yourself in Boulder, Colorado, on Uh, their street. Yep. And in their home. So when they happen to be at the neighbors. 
Exactly. So, like, I think unless there was some sort of, I don't know, if you saw, like, a magazine with JonBenet and remembered the name from, like, a birth announcement or something. That's pretty involved. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, you guys, if you could hear that, but I'm not going to edit it out. That's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Take me as I am, burps and all. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, I don't have any other evidence to suggest that he would have known them from anything else. But according to his testimony, he got there at 5 p.m. right as they were leaving for the party at the White's. Then after that, he sat and he waited for them to come back. He said the killing was accidental. Like I said, he... um, said he was in love with her which i think is fake as hell um and i just don't love that no 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 um it was one hell of a one hell of an account so basically he says that he claims to have entered through the basement window carried john benet from her bed hung her in the basement vertically while he asphyxiated her with the garrote, which killed her accidentally in the process. How do you accidentally kill her with that? Don't know. Um, In which, in the middle, she kind of woke up and freaked out and he struck her in the head with the bat for fear that she might wake up or say something. And then placed the duct tape on her mouth from the flashlight that he had brought. And then unexpectedly um, used to kill her. So they're suggesting in this story that it was the flashlight and not a bat. Which I don't think the bat was necessarily said to be the murder weapon because she didn't die from the blow to the head. Right. So I don't know if they confirmed that the bat is what happened. But that was, you know, it's about the same size as the chunk in her head. So I would... Or the bruise on her head. So I I would think that that's probably what was used. But here they say a flashlight. Um, This is trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Um, Skip forward like 15 seconds. It's really fast. Um, He said he pierced her vagina three times so he could taste her blood. Oh. Yep. Then um, he walks upstairs to leave... And hearing noise upstairs, instead he scurries out the basement. Okay, so this sounds like his fantasy, Mm -hmm. not what happened. Yeah. He might even believe he did it. Correct. So he didn't do that shit. No. And then, um, basically, (laughs) uh, he, like, changes entirely. Literally 48 hours did a documentary on this, and they were like, Right when they started asking him how he delivered the blow to the head, he just completely changed. Yeah, it's because he didn't do it. And so he has not retracted this confession, oh, but okay. no evidence has linked him to it. Nothing has put him there. There is no reason why he would be there, why he would know where they lived, how he could be there at 5 p.m., how all of this would happen and still maintain any of the ransom note. There's no way. No, nothing. So, he was obviously taken off the suspect list. Uh, Goodbye. I hope you get the help you need, because you need some. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye-bye. 
Um, next, I'm going to do Gary Oliva, which I keep wanting to read Olivia, but it's O-L-I-V-A. Oliva? Um, okay. Oliva? Anyway, Gary. Um, he is important. Gary Bear. So Gary Oliva is a really interesting suspect here. And that's because, honestly, I like him for it. I like I like him as a suspect for it, but I just don't think he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more likely to me than some of the other ones. But he did confess again to it. And he has a lot of the knowledge that we would be looking for in a suspect. He also has a lot of the means and capabilities. So Gary Oliva was a 50-something year old, 54 maybe, when this happened. And he was a registered sex offender. Um, He actually had been charged with two counts of sexual exploitation of a child for possessing child pornography. Um, and he had an infatuation with John Bonet. This we knew about. Oh, he did attend her anniversary vigil at the one year anniversary for her death, which was in December of 1997. Um, he was in the front row and he carried a picture of John Bonet in his wallet at all times. Which they found out because he fell under suspicion after he broke into a building at Colorado University. And when they looked through his backpack, they found a stun gun, a poem he'd written about JBR and Savannah Chase, who was another girl murdered by a baseball bat like a year after John Bonet. And according to Rolling Stone, police allegedly found the magazine cut out of John Bonet in his backpack. Um, So creepy as hell. He also owned black duct tape. And a stun gun, so things that were used. Um, He was transient, so he would have known the area well. And I do know that if it was a stranger who would do this, it would have to be someone who could have stalked the place and, like, really taken his time getting to know the area. And transient people often know their community really well Mm -hmm. because that's their home. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'll know the streets well. So... Um, I mean, he has a lot of that. The other thing is that he tried to strangle his own mother. Okay. But uh, when he did this, he also tried to use a garrote when strangling his mother. Which is a hell of a coincidence. Jeez. Also, being a transient individual, it would make sense that he would have to use things that came from the home. That does. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's not like he probably had a lot of extra laying around. Yeah. 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 Considering his bag was like poems and pictures of John Bonet, yeah, and I can tell you from experience that the backpack that an unhoused person has that is their everything. It mm-hmm. has everything in it. It is their livelihood, their life, like the important things to them. Yep. Yeah. So if that's what was going on in his, I can only imagine there was not a lot of other resources that he was hiding. You know, it's hard to do that. So, I mean, it's not impossible. He could have been. But, you know, it seems like the things that weren't tied to the Ramses he owned and the things that were he could have gotten and likely would have gotten at the crime. Hmm. So, you know, he does have remorse over hurting her. He says that. He basically, like, almost acts like a scorned lover who 
murdered their partner in the heat of passion. He's like, I can't believe I hurt the person that I love. And like, I bashed her and she was like delightful. And yeah. Yeah. So not my favorite, but it also, um, you know, I haven't seen any evidence that said he was there DNA wise. I haven't seen anything about the boots, like the boot prints. Um, and also, you know, he was investigated in 1998 when he confessed and um, he was let go by the police. They didn't think that they had anything with him. So hmm. I will say being cleared by the police at that point in time is. I don't know. I I go back and forth with this because part of me is like, did they clear him because they didn't have the evidence in which case? Was that because there was no evidence or was that because of the way the investigation was handled? Sure. Also, if they cleared him because they didn't think he was the right person, like, I don't know, they didn't think he fit one of the criteria or maybe they were missing a motive or something or not like another. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I I feel like he'd be someone worth looking into again if literally if there is nothing dna confirming that he was not there yeah uh, and granted i think if there was a dna match we'd know because he was investigated but yeah. we don't know we also don't have great dna from the scene anyway mm-hmm. plus i f- i mean in my opinion not necessarily wrongfully so but they were pretty focused on the ramsey's being their yeah main top suspect yeah their main suspect so well and everybody who's close to a murder will have to go through that unfortunately and I'm hopefully if you are innocent of said accusation you understand that you, they have to clear you before they can move on to another person because you have to check with who you know first you know it's just kind of how it goes so he's one that I really. I don't know. I like him for this. And that that doesn't mean that I like him. And I like if somebody did it, that it would be him. It's just kind of a colloquial phrase of saying I think he would be a, a decent suspect. Like he matches a lot of the the traits, the knowledge and the things that I would need to see for an acquaintance murder to make sense. And it does in my head with him. Granted, I don't think so. But it makes sense. So the other one that I want to talk to you guys about before I get to the Ramseys is Jameson, whose name is actually Susan Bennett. Jameson is the online ID that she uses sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys guys hear hear that? It is spooky outside. It is thundering and raining and lightning, um, which sets the tone really well. But it's very spooky. Holy hell, it's loud. Yes. I'm convinced you guys can hear this you probably can and that being said you probably can't but like if you can yowza Mm. so (laughs) susan bennett um jameson theory er, jameson is the online name but a lot of people refer to susan that way susan was a very interesting character but i do not think that she killed john bonnet okay i think personally Mm. she liked the attention and she liked being needed. Oh. And she seemed to make herself the center of attention and needed with the Ramseys at any possible chance. I'll be honest with you. I'm sure it's out there. I I, I don't 
remember how she met the Ramses, but she does know them. Like okay. she knows them. Um, she sold Ramsey materials to tabloids for $40,000. What an asshole. Yep. <laughs> she runs still currently runs a GoFundMe for the reward money for the finding and capture of John Bonet's killer. Okay. And the Ramseys are just okay with that. And she oh. has total control over those funds. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. She also self-admittedly has lied dozens of times about herself on the internet. Well, all right. The thing that makes me go, hmm, is she a suspect? A, we know from CJ that there are certain offenders that will put themselves into the investigation mm-hmm. to attempt to avoid being a suspect. Um, and she clearly has made herself a large role. Mm-hmm. Here as much as she can. Another female writer for the ransom note. Yep. And um, she allegedly made a play called Murdering John Bonet. She made a what? A play. Oh. Like our Dexter friend. Oh. Bitchel Twitchell. Oh, like a, like a screenplay. Like yeah. A, like a script and shit. She made a play. Like she wrote it down. Called and she... Murdering John Bonet. Oh, like murder. Like as in mm-hmm. like currently. Like, like this is how we. Active. Yeah. Like she dies. She dies, she dies, she dies. Like she dies, she dies, she dies. All present tense. John. John. Actually, I could probably see that. Ooh, don't come for me, Susan. I don't know you like that. Um, I'm (laughs) just saying from what I got. Okay, cool. That is a very odd thing to write a play about. Did she make money from it? I don't know. They said it was released. Like a couple pages have been released on the internet from what I could find. You probably could find the whole thing if you kept going because the reason she's known is through the internet pretty much. Interesting. So anyway, that's someone to keep in mind. I also wanted to bring her up just because if you go on like Reddit, she will respond to things Um, or at least someone posing as her will respond to things. It's the Internet. We don't know. But um, it's fascinating. And the name does come up a lot and it's pretty interchangeable whether or not people use Susan Bennett or Jameson. Interesting. It's really interesting. That's so odd. So. Now let's get to the Ramses. Okay. I'm going to start with uh, least evidence to most evidence. Okay. And then, yeah. I like it. Cool. So least evidence would be Burke Ramsey. Why is he the least evidence? Because he was never interviewed. He also had little one-on-one contact with the police because the Ramseys had little contact with the police. And they definitely weren't going to be able to talk to the 10-year-old if the parents were not present. Correct. So um, we don't know much about Burke at this time other than what John and Patsy say. Hmm. And we don't have a lot of tests from him, although he did submit to a hair test and gave fingerprints and all that. They all did. And anything they found of his wasn't in a strange enough location that they were like, why is that there? So nice. that's something to keep in mind. Um, Burke Ramsey, the only thing here is that it's possible the SBTC would be C Burke through childhood. Oh. And Patsy writing the letter like victory, seeing Burke through childhood. You can't take away my other kid. Oh, that's ballsy. Yeah. Yep. So that is one theory on Burke. Um, and that's the evidence that SBTC could mean see Burke through childhood. It's not evidence. So there's really nothing here linking. Like send Burke to camp. 
Yeah. Oh. Or send Brooke to church. Say a little prayer. Honestly, that might be more realistic, knowing what I know about Patsy, but... Um, I also like this Santa Barbara tennis club. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. One of the suspects that was cleared was a guy from the Santa Barbara tennis club Stop it. just walking around. No. And they were like SBTC. And he was like, that's my tennis club. No. And they were like, oh, <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. It was good. So um, last podcast on the left. I see you. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Like they need funny as hell. Um, so then we're going to get to John Ramsey. Oh, Jonathan. He was something else. So the John Benet Ramsey, there is supporting evidence in two ways. One, the fibers on John Benet's crotch area were sourced to his bathrobe. Okay. And B. The other fibers of his that were found on her was from the shirt that he was wearing that day. But once again, as we heard about in evidence, fibers can come from like tucking your kid in. Yeah, or washing your laundry together. Right. And so for me, the whole idea of shirt fibers being on her, whatever, that doesn't bother me so much. The ones in the crotch region do. Yes. Because I don't think you're washing your daughter's underwear and your husband's robe at the same time. It's possible. But like, not super likely. You know what I mean? Mm. The amount, just think about the sheer amount of like times you wash underwear versus the amount of times you wash a robe. Mm. If it's me, I'm probably going to wash my robe with towels. But if they're paying their maid to do it. Yeah, but there's nothing that confirms that she is. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. But... Like I said, even with those two things, I don't think there was. I think I'm just thinking if they say wash this every week. Right. But yeah, I mean, there's of course their DNA and evidence is going to be in the house. They live there. Yeah. So that I guess that is what we have for evidence there. I don't think this is likely. I don't think that John did it. There is a theory with John that I'm interested in. It's possible. I could see it happening. I don't necessarily think it's what happened. Okay. So, but actually, Burke had had a history of like hurting Jean Bonnet. And one time he did hit her in the head with like a golf club. Oh. Yeah. And she got stitches, but she was fine. So I'm wondering if he was like, I don't understand the difference and like fit, like severity and finality here and mm. you know you hit her once and she gets stitches and she's okay you hit her again and now she's not moving i'd be like oh, holy shit dad yeah what happened and then they couldn't take her to the hospital because this theory assumes that the sexual assault that was happening was coming from john and he didn't want that found out at the hospital gotcha and told patsy burke did it so she would help cover it up cover it up never talk about it again Except every single day. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's one theory. Um, I don't know how much I believe it. Like I said, it could happen. I could easily see that. And that would be a really simple solution to a lot of this, right? Like kids are playing. Bat hit comes from Burke. That's why Burke is hidden away from everybody. The bat is put outside. Um, there's some reason that John or Patsy could not bring John Bonet to the hospital to have the evidence of the sexual assault that had been going on revealed. Even if that reason is just because she'd be taken away from them, which she probably 
would have been. Well, either way, you're losing her, so decide. Yeah. Um, I'd, ra- I'd rather lose my kid and know she's still alive, personally, but that's me. Or we just don't, you know, abuse the kid. We could start there. Honestly, your bar is too high. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not too high. Don't abuse your kids. This is, like, absolutely Sheesh. ridiculous. So then, um, yeah, like I said, that's not my favorite. I would like to finish with Patsy Ramsey because she actually has the most evidence against her. Of course she does. Patsy Ramsey, my... My sweet, sweet cheese, my rotten soldier, my good time boy. Um, that's from What We Do in the Shadows, and I, I mean it much less affectionately with Patsy, though still sort of affectionately. No, not, a, not affectionately at all, but your homework assignment is to watch that show if you haven't already. Yes, please, please. And if you have to pick one to watch, watch Superb Owl. Oh, I like the um, werewolf one, too. Yeah. When he good. throws the toy off the fucking roof <laughs> of the building, I lose it every time. <laughs> the writing of that. Oh, such a good show. Okay. Sorry. So, Patsy, Patsy, Patsy. The most physical evidence is here. So, right. We know that the paintbrush that was in the garage and also the remnants of it. Remnants in JonBenet that were found belonged to Patsy. We know that the fibers on JonBenet's lips matched the sweater Patsy was wearing the night of Christmas. <laughs> we know that the handwriting in the ransom note means there is a high likelihood that Patsy wrote that. Not complete, but high as hell. Um, it's a pretty low chance that it would all be the same things and have the information that it had. So mm. I would consider that to be a point for like a strike for Patsy mm-hmm. um, the 911 call although I think this is defendable like I said with the fibers on John Bonet's lips if it's a kiss goodnight that's defendable mm-hmm. I'm fine with that evidence being there I think that the 911 call could go either way it depends on what camp you're looking at it from if she did do it I think that this was an attempt to cover it up um, if she only helped write the note which in my mind, like, I'll tell you guys this. I think she did. I think she had a part in the cover-up. Mm-hmm. But um, if she didn't know and she only, like, I mean, if she didn't do the physical act of killing John Bonet and only did the note, the 911 call is weird, right? Because, like, you know you have to call 911, but then you hear the talking in the background and it's it's a weird call. I try not to judge it because I don't know how you judge a parent's grief, but um, it is it's weird if you think that she really had a big part in this. Yeah. Which either way she did. So I think it's a little strange. Um, at least they called 911. I'll give them that. Then uh, the other evidence that is kind of less concrete, I'll say circumstantial and or hearsay from other people, but other people that I trust in terms of their like testimonies one of the housemaids that they had did make a comment that she would like brutally punish John Bonet for any of the bedwetting stuff that happened um, which, which is, is in and of itself a sign of abuse yep and here's the thing that was really interesting to me about that comment and this is really what solidified for me that Patsy had some issues and you know this is not to like speak ill of the dead. This is not to say that she didn't have redeeming qualities or I, I don't know. It's really hard when you lose someone in such a sad way 
both referring to John Bonet and Patsy, and to try to implicate that in something heinous that you just don't know because she she never said anything of the sort. Like it was not it wasn't like Patsy was going around being like, I'm so sorry for what I did. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. avoided the cops like hell. Right. But it's not like she was going and singing like a canary. Mm-hmm. But this guy, um, but this maid did say at one point that she was really focused on Burke wetting the bed until John Bonet started wetting the bed. Like, past when she should and when the attention got turned on John Bonet John Bonet's bedwetting got worse and Burke's got better Aww. and to me that says there's a chance there was like a very high chance of assault coming from Patsy yeah and you know whether or not she did it like did the physical assault or if she let it happen or was negligent to a- happening I am standing firm in the belief that that is wrong to see in your child and to do nothing that is it's just wrong i don't even think it's a belief i mean i think that that is just morally incorrect it's just (laughs) it's wrong to see anybody and to like do nothing and allow that to happen let alone like a literal helpless six-year-old like your six-year-old her lifeline yes and she's your six-year-old like what the hell do you do with that so i personally um I could see, I could understand perhaps uh, a pattern of abuse. Maybe if Patsy was abused, something in the pageantry world or, you know, other more personal ways. I don't know. Um, It's possible. It is possible that she did it all. all. There are Patsy did it all theorists. Yeah. Um, This is not my most thought out or this is not the theory that I most believe in but it is one that I could genuinely see happening and that makes me really sad but it's possible um I mean all the uh, there like literally all of the physical evidence is connected to Patsy so then we look at the potential negligence of the assault obviously if she was not responsible for it and that's not okay and the other thing here with the SBTC if it was Patsy, one of the housemates, and now I, I'm so sorry because I cannot remember if it was Linda, the one that they currently had, or their previous housemate. They'd had two. Obviously, they moved from Georgia to Colorado, and I don't know if the old one was changed in Georgia or if they had another one like for the first few years they were in Colorado, but they had a second most recent housemate who made some comments as well so it was one of the two but one of them had talked about patsy's religious sort of delusions and she interesting maybe not delusions but she would just get really intense with the religiosity of it all um which if you read like their christmas card that makes a lot of sense if you look at the language that they use to sort of talk about their faith life and their life outside it does make sense Sounds a little like just Southern Christians. Yeah. Like and maybe it was just different out in Colorado. So it stood out more, but it wasn't really unlike what they were used to. Right. And the other thing I think is that plenty of different sects of Christianity. Granted, I don't know what particular like 
a flavor they were, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, you, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if they were like Lutheran or Protestant or anything like that, right. but, um, there are Christians, Christian meaning someone who believes in God and Jesus in the Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, um, who will punish themselves and punish other people for sinning. Like, that can really get taken to the extreme. Mm -hmm. So it's possible also, like you said, sort of that Southern uh, bite to it. Um, I could really see it happening. I also see then with that, like the SBTC being victory saved by the cross also makes sense. And also I would just say that could create a connection between that Psalm 118 and that ransom letter. Yeah. You know, maybe not necessarily in the dollar amount, but you know what I mean? Like here, my Bible is open to the page about sacrifice. I just killed one of my kids. Like that is a sacrifice. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. She had just had a cancer scare, um, which she was okay from, but like, that normally puts things in check. You know what I mean? People are like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to be alive. Like things are good. I love my kids. I love my family. Yeah. And people use this as background to also talk about a Burke did it theory, which is sort of the camp I'm in. I think that it was an accident done by Burke. I personally, I think that it was either like they got in an argument and he hit her, didn't expect it to cause anything fatal or like, hurt that bad because the other experience he had hitting her in the head she was fine um it's also possible that he was mad at her for some reason and hit her on purpose but didn't understand the finality of it like i don't think that this child in any way shape or form meant to do the harm that was done but looking at the aftermath with john and patsy and how they've stayed together and how they've sort of had this strong unified front to me says they didn't do it at all or they're all in it together. And I think if Patsy did it all, her ass would have been left. I think, I think that's a good point. And I think I take it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So not that this is backed in anything that like I have concrete evidence on and I've said a little bit of it before, but John Benet Ramsey was plastered on magazines. Yep. She was forced in front of a camera basically since the day she was born yeah. to perform like a circus monkey. She was dressed in severely provocative clothing with very sultry, sexy makeup and sexy, not age-appropriate hair. Yeah. And she was constantly told and the family was told how beautiful she is. She's going to be so beautiful, you know, work it, all that, all that in front of the camera. And Burke is growing up right next to that. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I think one of two things or a combination of them, he's jealous. Mm -hmm. He's older. His little sister has this, that, and whatever. Yep. And if he's being abused, sexually by anyone in the home or outside of the home he might have resentment toward her thinking she's not right getting that and she's getting all of that attention yep i think it also could be that 
he was getting to an age where he was starting to mature sexually and you've got these photos and framed photos of her all over your house it's thrown in your face constantly every second of your day is also revolving around how how beautiful she is yeah and how marketable her looks are and how desirable that she is in different ways right and that's forced in your face too and so if they're both being abused or even just him that's what he knows and that's what he knows to be normal and then if he's going to potentially maybe at that age turn that on him Mm -hmm. and use other objects which there's uh, evidence of that in the autopsy that we talked about that i won't get into because that was just so sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) to me that all sort of leans toward that that's possible right and you know we've talked about it i i personally think that nine is a little young for like sexually maturing but as we also said and talked about if sexual abuse was going on in the home and he's privy to it, whether or not it's happening to him. I mean, that's it becomes normalized, right? It's what you see. You have to process that in your brain. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Like it makes a lot of sense to me that if sexual assault was going on and he was privy to it, that that could be possible at such a young age, and that he might just inflict that on her too. Maybe that was just what that was and maybe that was built up of resentment it could have been any number of things but i right i I wonder if he either had been hurting her over time or well just that time but he got mad or something accidentally happened and he said oh shit ran to his parents and they were like well we're already losing john bonnet so we have a decision to make do we lose both of our kids or do we cover for one? Because what's wor- the? I think the only imaginable thing worse than losing your beautiful six-year-old daughter is losing your other child, too. Well, especially for Patsy right after a cancer scare, right? If she had no hand in the actual harm coming to her daughter, she just got told that she has her life back. She has hope back. Mm-hmm. She is grateful to be alive. She's in a beautiful home. She's got a loving family. It's Christmas. You know what I mean? And then suddenly it's like all being ripped away again. Yeah, you're going to cling with like you're going to white knuckle anything that's close to you. And especially your kids if you just lost one. It's it's just true. It's just the only thing I can think of as not a parent. But imagine if if I was to lose one kid. The only thing's worse than that is losing both of them. Right. And that would absolutely happen. Whether... Light was brought to the abuse that was happening to John Bonet. Like if they, if that was suspected to be in the home, if more light came to that, right. then then Burke would just be taken from the home, right? You know, and into placement or something like that, or he would be in some kind of juvenile detention. I mean, there's so many different ways that this could go, and the best way to get rid of all of it was to just say it was someone outside of the house. Yeah, and I, I personally put a lot of weight in the idea that they all had a hand in it. Um, they stayed close and they kept Burke close to chest. Mm -hmm. And all I know of being a teenager is that I was dumb and stupid and wanted to do the opposite of whatever I needed to do and to keep Burke who had had anger issues as a kid as evidenced by hitting your sister in the head with a golf, like a golf club, you know, regardless of whether or not he had a hand in her actual death. No, that could just be kids 
accidentally unless he was like looking at her head and swinging yeah but there were so many instances of burke and john benet fighting that weren't that extreme that to me says like that's more than sibling rivalry like my brother and i would wrestle but he never like chucked anything at me you know maybe a pillow but a pillow like at the worst so i i don't know he also had some issues with like spreading fecal matter on the walls which is consistent with kids who have uh assault history mm-hmm. but um he also would do it if i remember right i've heard a few accounts that he would like do it in john benet's room which is weird and territorial then oh that's odd yeah so there was like a lot going on. I've heard some. Not that there's like a good room to do that in. Yeah. Well, the bathroom, preferably in the toilet. I mean, but like if you're going to go on the walls. Right. But if whatever. you're painting, then I'm saying like there's yeah. no. We'll just dip the bad. roller in. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no. No, nothing good. So that to me has some weight to it. You know, there is scientifically backed evidence that kids have issues like this with abuse and with some more mental issues and I've heard some speculation that he might be on a spectrum of some kind like maybe I I hate the term high functioning but like high functioning autism or something like that Mm -hmm. which could also make sense you know what I mean slower development but also sort of that detachment from emotions and like you know I did this what will happen if I do this like yeah and not just just not thinking it through. That's also, you know, the testing boundaries thing, I think, is a normal kid thing. But that mixed with, I don't know, like bats and your sister's head. That's a lot. Yeah. Or, you know, golf clubs, whatever. Um, so I personally, my my thought is that if Burke wasn't the one sexually assaulting John Bonet, which he could have been, um, the other thought here was that Burke did it. Patsy found the body. Patsy freaked out, saw the sexual assault, blamed herself for it because she noticed something was weird but didn't do anything. Um, helped Burke get it all sorted out. Got John up because she freaked out. It was like, Burke did this thing. I don't know what to do. Never tells him about the sexual assault. Covers it up with a letter. And they don't talk about it. Mm. And it seems unlikely to me that you could be married to someone for that long and not talk about it. But you'd be surprised what people can do with cognitive dissonance and a strong desire to, like, put something under the rug. Sure. I know plenty of families, like, plenty. A a lot. That if something happened, it's like you deal with the immediate consequences and you don't ever bring it up again. Mm Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, what's so sad about this one in particular is that you can tell from literally the day she was born until the day that she died that she suffered. And the autopsy showed that. Yeah. That there was abuse of all different kinds behind closed doors. And then, in what my opinion is, abuse that was broadcasted and celebrated. And, and all. She wasn't a normal kid. No. No. Not one part of her life got to be typical. And if she had lived, maybe it could have been. Yeah. Someday. I don't know. Like, you see a kid, you see a six-year-old, if you give them, like, a cool-shaped rock, and they're like, look at this rock. 
If you think about the way their eyes light up at something like that, this little girl was on magazine covers, had everything she wanted. And those eyes were sad. And they were so sad. There. The light, she was bright as hell. The eye, the light in her eyes, not so much. Yeah. It, it's just sad. And um, that is what I had for theories and suspects. Yeah. I mean, I think on our in our roundtable episode, we'll tie this up in a nice knot. Yeah. That'll be good. And then we'll be done with this because this is a lot. And then, you know what, you guys? I'm going to bring you the spoopiest little CJ thing I can find. I'm Ooh. really excited about it. Um, it has to do with murder, but it's not necessarily about the murder. Okay. We could use a little break from that. Yeah. Just Love a it. little one. Um, but yay, you guys, that that wraps up like the the content of the John Bonet deep dive. How are you hanging in there? Uh how are we liking this ridiculous amount of episodes um On dedicated to yeah. John Bonet? One subject. I am sorry because I don't have any self control and I just couldn't stop researching. So yeah, sorry that that was so many episodes. I don't think all of my deep dives are going to be this long, but I just, because it's a cold case and it's ongoing, I really didn't want to do it in injustice and leave anything out that, I don't know, maybe somebody listens to this and hears something new. Yeah, Maybe it'll be pertinent later. Yeah. So wanted to give you what we had. You can look forward to next week being the official wrap up of the John Bonet series. Yes. And you guys... There's like six hours of content from our podcast on John Bonnie Ramsey. And That's I was looking it up and that is like equal to the docuseries that places have done on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like ABC, give me a call. I know, right? So fascinating. Very interesting. Um, I can't wait to like sit and talk shit about it. Not John Bonnet, not the crime, but just. But everyone else. All of our thoughts and feelings. And yeah. Um. If you are interested in seeing any photos of her or of any of the things we talk about, we always put up an Instagram post with our cases and people and places that are pertinent to them. That's on our Instagram. Allie, where could they go to find that? So our Instagram page is about period time period for the word. F-O-R. Period true. Period crime. Period pod. Sick. And then they can also send us a little email if they have any cases they want us to cover. Maybe they want to send us a cat or a dog picture. Maybe they just want to say hi. Maybe they're professing their love for you. I don't know. Any of those things. Where could they send us a little email? I would love to read a love letter emailed to about time, the number four, tc at gmail.com. So that would be about time numeric four. Not like our Instagram. That would be too easy. Mm. TC, like true crime, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right. I think that about does it for this week. I think so, too. Uh, do you want to check your watch? Oh. Was that? That was, that was about, about time, time for true crime. crime. <laughs>